0: Is God good or is God good? It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for, for what you do for our ministry. He, he made a great statement a while ago, and it's true. Every time we see somebody saved, it's like if you saw them saved. And that'll, that'll make you shout a little bit. And uh, we've, we've gone now for, oh, mercy. It's been well over 30 years. We've never had a week we didn't have visitors in church and have somebody saved. Every week of the world, God has been so so good. To us, thank you for all of that. I think about some things to say tonight. I uh, <laughs> I preached one time on hickology because I'm a hick, and I preached on hickology. And some I forget what, the word, but Stanley was my helper that night. And I preached on uh, one monkey don't stop no show. That's hickology. You, know, you you think you're the, you the if you leave this church they they'll I'll make them pay I'll quit this church you're an idiot got to put you on the shelf and you're somebody else they got to have my time to make it no 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 we have got to have God to make it uh, what was one of the others you only fall the way you're leaning and I had remember I had you lean real hard and you had to trust me that night and it was the hardest thing you've ever done in your life uh, and then I, I thought what am I going to preach tonight and uh, you can go ahead and find it if you want to. Uh, one time, uh, you can't find. It, I ain't gonna tell you. <laughs> I saw all of you grabbing that book, though. Hey, man, I now know who's got a Bible and who don't. Uh, <clears throat> one time we had two speakers. I was going to be the second speaker, and the first preacher says something along these lines: When you get old as a preacher, you get we well, just don't care what you say. I was going to be the second speaker. Dr. Tom Neal was introducing me, and he said, "I'm going to introduce Brother Chitty." Even he was young, he didn't care what he said. And that was my introduction. But I begin to think, Mrs. Hudson and I have been friends, <laughs> acquaintances, stranger in laws for a long time, amen. But we, you, her, and I use a different vocabulary. So I thought I would just bring you tonight as an illustration to show you a few things tonight. I would never say some of the words she uses. Never. And then I got to thinking about this. What am I going to preach tonight? If I don't preach those... You can't say those words in church. So you pray for Mrs. Hudson. I did make her a promise one time that I would not say some of the words she didn't like if she would quit drinking. <laughs> Amen. So... So we're working on both of those things. I'm working on watching my vocabulary. She's uh, working on not drinking so much, but uh, amen. Take your Bibles find the first Psalm, please. Psalm 1, please. Psalm 1. With Brother Stanley's help, I preached on Hicology. Tonight I want to preach on triology. So find Psalm 1, please. You know what it's about before we get started, if you know your Bible, but don't turn me off just because it's a familiar verse there. Listen to me carefully, and I'm going to try to give you something. Psalm chapter one. Raise your hand when you get there. Amen. Why does the preachers make us always turn to the Bible? We want you to know it's in there. Can I be honest with you? I wouldn't go to a church that couldn't prove from the Bible what they're saying. Amen. I don't know God said it. Preachers can say anything. I don't know God said it. In, in, in Psalm 1, beginning verse 1. <clears throat> Blessed be the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft, which a wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Father, bless the reading of your holy word. Give us that tonight that you would have us use. But do use me. I want to be used. Make me a blessing to these people who's been a blessing to me all these years. I love you and I thank you, but I sure do need you in Jesus' name. Amen. In verse 3, the Bible says, And and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. We ought to be, this is, by the way, I believe everything in here. Even the part that says, go to the ant thy sluggard and consider her ways and be wise, I think we're to go to the ant, he'll look down at the ant and study what they're doing. Yeah, right. Amen. Yeah. By the way, he didn't say go to the elephant, he said go to the ant. Yeah, right. We always look for something big, aren't we? Yeah. That's why I like the song little as much. I like to hear Lester Roloff sing that song. Yeah. Amen. But number one, we are to be like a tree. and That's what he said, verse three, and you shall be like a tree. So. The- <laughs> Title of the sermon tonight is Be Like a Tree. Number one, to be like a tree, you got to be planted. Amen. And, and, and by the way, uh, we don't pick and choose where we're planted. Can you imagine me in a big city church? I'm the country, my breath smells like stove wood. I mean, you know, <coughs> the, uh, uh, but wait but, a But can you imagine a big fancy preacher being on an Indian reservation? <laughs> young people let's be careful number one be careful who you marry if you get married for anything other than love you're an idiot you young girls look at me you're idiots you think so bad you're going to be an old maid that if this would not work out boy you jump into this other relationship and you jump into this one jump in that one you're so afraid you'll be an old maid I'd rather be an old maid with Jesus than be a young maid with somebody that's hell on earth and the wrong one. <clears throat> but we're to be planted. In our marriage. And I'm talking about to make it work. You'll be planted in church. Oh but you do Every time I turn around we're moving. <laughs> Dead things don't move. <laughs> but you'll be planted in church. Uh, well, as soon as I can get my own church, I'm going to get busy and read my Bible and study every day. And I'm going to win souls and I'm going to build a church. If God's got you planted here, build a church here, but be planted in church. By the way, you'll be planted in your Bible. You'll be planted in your Bible. How often are we supposed to grow in the grace of knowledge Lord Jesus Christ? What? Daily? Not just Sunday mornings? So you'll be planted in the Bible. Amen. I know this is deep for some of you. But you'll be planted in church. You'll be planting in the Bible, By the way, you'll be planted in God's will. You'll be planted in God's will. You, yeah. Blossom where you're planted. God's got you planted here right now. God's got you planted in high school or wherever you got you planted. you got you planted in youth department or bus ministry, uh, music ministry, what plant uh, blossom where you're planted. But be planted in God's will. There's a man that recently was visiting me who literally, back in the uh, mid-70s, came out and helped me start our ministry. And we honored him, gave him some awards and stuff, and he cried and said, this is where I'm supposed to be. But I've been gone now for 30 years. Oh, Bless God, I want to be planted in God's will, not in my will, be planted in God's will. By the way, you going to be planted in good soil. Amen. Uh, This uh, Bible a month club is not good soil. This uh, uh, (laughs) I'm going to try out all the churches in the area. That's not good soil. But be planted in good soil. By the way, uh, be planted where there's good food. Uh, You're trying to feed me something other than King James Bible. I'm spitting it out. I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not even going to chew it to see if I like it. So you see, you folks were born and raised in church. I was married, fought a war, and had kids forever, got saved. Amen. All the stuff you young kids got saved around here at a young age, all all the stuff you think you're missing, the devil comes to you and says, Oh, you want to at least try it once? He can't do that with me. I've been there and done that. I've had the hangovers and put my face against a stinking commode to try to cool down from being sick. I've tried all the liquor and the drugs. I've tried all this stuff. Oh, please listen carefully. Uh, They can't fool me by saying, well, at least try it. Oh, I'm not even going to taste it. I'm going to be where the good food is. Be planted in church. Be planted in the Bible. Be planted in God's Word. Be be planted in good soil. Be planted where there's good food. By the way, have deep roots. Have deep roots. By the way, I love Greg Neal. I love Tom Neal but I don't believe nothing they say unless it comes from the Bible. What I believe, I can open the Bible and show you why I believe it. Now, they're they're great men, so I'm not putting them down for anything. But you ought to know that what you believe comes out of the Bible. Not out of school you went to or the church you go to. By the way, I wouldn't go to church that didn't have the truth, though. Amen. But be deep-rooted. Be more involved where you're planted. deep roots. Deep roots. I have a nephew who went to the University of Florida. And then he transferred somewhere to get a degree in forestry. He now works for the federal government down in the Okeechobee swamps in Florida. He uh, got his uh, 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 his bachelor's, then he got his master's, then he went and got his uh, doctor. I told him he's a doctor of triology. So when I started working on this, I called him and asked him for a piece of a tree. And I asked him some, uh, some questions about the tree. So if, he, if he's wrong, it's not me. I'm telling you what, uh, he's got the degree. Amen. But I asked him about certain things about the tree. He said, uh, I go by, my family calls me Jerry, my middle name. He said, well, Uncle Jerry I said, I'm going to tell you, they've got equipment now that can come in and go around a tree, buckle itself back together, and go down at an angle and take the whole tree up, roots and all, to transplant it. Let me finish. But he says you don't get all the roots no matter how good of a job you do. And then he made this statement, please listen to me, please listen to me. He said only 23% of transplanted trees make it. 23%. We're to be planted like a tree, not transplanted. Well, the preacher made me mad if he didn't shoot him. He, he, no, no, don't waste the bullet. If he didn't make you mad about something, he ain't worth shooting. Amen. But a tree is not only supposed to be planted, it's supposed to grow. It's supposed to grow. Uh, By the way, you ought to grow where you're planted. I said that earlier. I asked him this question. Now stay with me now because I I don't understand all this. I'm not going to get an argument with you. I have heard all my life that every ring represents a year of growth. But I've had people say, well, that ain't so. Sometimes they'll get two rings a year. And they want to argue. So I asked this doctor of triology. You're the triologist. Why, is that true or that's not true? He said, well, this is what you have to realize. Every ring represents a growth time. Sometimes it's nine months, sometimes it's 14 months, but if you average it out, it's a year. So that ended that argument for as I was concerned. So every ring represents, and stay with me, a year of growth. How many rings you got growing for the Lord? Then I asked him a few other questions. I said, why is it that some of the the rings have a wider gap than others? Did you know a wide gap represents a good year of growth? And the narrow ones represents a bad year of growth or no growth. But if you look on there, there's different gaps between every ring. Hmm. Be like a tree. Now, if the tree completely quits growing, stay with me. If the tree completely quits growing and does not get a ring, it's dead. So there's got to be some type of growth. Do you understand that? You two boys, come here. Quick. 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 Come here, brother. Hurry, son. Jesus is coming. <laughs> come up here. Just come up. Act like you know what you're doing. Line up like this, like you know what you're doing. There you go. don't okay, how you do it? One, two, four times? Short to tall? I don't care. Ugly to fat? I don't care. <laughs> are you lined up? These are my three boys by another mother. Now, this one is on fire for God. But he walks with God, he talks with God, he wins souls, he never misses church, he reads his Bible and prays every day, glory to God, he's going to serve God one day. My second son is not that good. (laughs) (laughs) But he goes to the Christian school, he goes to church, he's doing the best he can, liar, liar, pants on fire, ain't none of us doing the best we can. Let's be careful. If you've been saved more than a year, you already know more Bible than you're doing. But he gets, that's his growth stop. Then my other son, oh God help us. He could care if there is a church or not. He got saved and that's all he cares about. He ain't going to hell now. He don't read his Bible. He don't study. He'll go to his bedroom and fake mama out that he's reading it, but he ain't really reading it. But watch me carefully. His growth ring is they got a big old gap in it. He had a lot of growth. His ring is sort of narrow. You got me? His ring is almost touching the other ring. But wait a minute. He still grew. Now let me make some of you hard headed people you you critical people make you shut up for a minute. As a pastor as a daddy and a mama this is where we want them. They ain't all getting there. And if it can't get there we want them here. Or the preacher will brag on him people in the church will brag on him they'll be kind to him. We shun him. We embarrass him publicly. Even the parents. Even people at church. Why don't you shut up? Uh, By the way, won't you get over yourself? You're not that important either. Amen. Amen. He watches carefully. My job as pastor, or daddy, is... To get them coming this direction. Is anybody still awake? All right. Now, this is great. That over there is great because if I can just get him coming. Uh, uh, By the way, whoever thought you'd be what you are today. I, I'm talking about if you want to be honest with yourself. Back when you were in high school, back when you was in the, in the military, back when you were in college, whatever it might have been, back when you first got married, you were dumber than a day-old goat. and You know it. But where are you today? See, if I can just get him to come this way, I'll be all right. Can I tell you what? Just like a tree, we have different growth rings. And sometimes our growth ring ain't very good, but it's easy to look down our nose at somebody else. But if he's here, and I can get him to hear, then God might be able to get him to hear. Thank you, guys. You may be seated. You see, the growth rings represents a lot, doesn't it? Be like a tree planted hmm. a tree should be planted a church should have growth uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm just going to say this and bust a gut and never get invited back most of us in this room if God right now showed us our last year, we're starting a new year right 2019 right, if he showed us our 2018 ring how wide would it be? Would it show good growth, stagnated growth, little growth, or no growth? What is it you once did for God you're no longer doing? Be like a tree. By the way, uh, he, he said be like, be like a tree. And he goes on to say that to have fruit and to and, and bear leaves. In that same verse, we're not only to be planted, we're not only to grow, we're to, we're to produce We'd produce produce leaves, we'd produce fruit. Do you remember in the story in the Bible where Jesus and disciples were going along and in the distance he saw a fig tree full of leaves? Remember that story? What got got Jesus' attention? The tree? No, the leaves. The leaves. You see, when you carry your, your King James Bible, that's a leaf. When you dress right, that's a leaf. When you win souls, that's a leaf. When you, when you show up for Sunday school and come back Sunday night and Wednesday night, that's a leaf. When you give, that's a leaf. Thank God for leaves. But wait a minute. That got Jesus' attention. That's good. But when he got over there to the tree, you remember what he found? No fruit. No fruit. And if you remember, he cursed the tree for not producing fruit. And when he came back there the very next day, it was dead and dried up. Hmm. I thank God for leaves. I, I honestly thank God for leaves. I think you're, you ought to use King James Bible. I think you are to dress right and talk right and act right. I think you ought to be in all the services and be faithful. But God also wants you to produce fruit. I asked him, why does some trees have skinny, skinny, skinny bark and some have big, thick bark? He said, well, first of all, you'd have to know what the bark does. I said, what's the bark do? He said, the bark is there for protection. Hmm. He said, if you take all the bark off of a tree, it'll die. Why do you think you get? <laughs> Can I tell you folks why we need hard preaching? Because we're bad people. You, if you're in the south, down here, deep in the woods, you go to a revival and they say, "Ooh, he knocked the bark off my tree tonight." <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But you see that that bark is for protection. Your problem is you don't want the bark. Hello. You, by the way, do you know why truth hurts? Because it's the truth. Amen. We don't want the bark. Listen, don't be putting any bark on me. I'm a big boy. and take care of myself. Don't tell me how to dress. Don't tell me where to go and not go. How to act and not act. What kind of music to have. I don't want the bark. I want to do my own thing. He made a statement to me. I'll never forget. He said, uh, he showed me a tree that had, uh, it looked like it had been hit with an axe. Or had some kind of a wreck. Somebody had run into it. And he said, what does that tell you? I said, is it a fungus? He said, no. You tell the fungus. Fung- By the way, ooh. you know how you can tell the fungus the bad stuff? It grows out on the tree. You know when I can tell how you've been listening to the wrong doctrine? Been to the wrong church and listened to the wrong music? It grows on the outside of you. Y'all don't like this treeology, do you? <laughs> and he said, somebody came to this tree and either hit it with an ax and decided it was the wrong tree. They had to cut it on the wrong tree and they quit and went to another tree or they weren't supposed to cut it and somebody called them and they ran off and hid. I said, is that tree going to die? He said, no. They have to take all the bark off for it to die. And then he began to tell me some stories about that. Now, please listen to him. I'm almost finished. He said that sometimes when you take some of the bark off, the tree will still live, but it always leaves a scar. Always. I go out here, and I know it's not right, but I get with Mrs. Hudson, and we get drunk. I wake up in the hospital, and they say, Mr. Chitty, you were drinking, and you were in an accident, and we had to amputate your arm. And I go, what? Sure enough, it's gone. And it breaks my heart. I understand that what I did was wrong. Mrs. Hudson never got right, but I did. (laughs) And I meant it with all of my heart. With all of my heart, I meant it, and I prayed and cried out to God. Oh, God, forgive me for that wickedness. Will he forgive me? Does my arm grow back? Huh. You better be careful accidentally or on purpose getting the bark knocked off. Amen. I was wounded 10 times in Vietnam, putting a body back for dead. Do you realize when that bullet hit me, it caused as much damage as it could cause? But wait a minute. If I'd have shot myself, it would cause the same amount of damage. I don't like what you said last Sunday. You made me mad. Here we go again. Are we ever going to get settled in anywhere? Probably not. I don't trust you people. <laughs> he called me. And I said, where are we going to meet? He said, we at the same place. I said, for how long? <laughs> he said, two more weeks. Amen. <laughs> hey, but watch me carefully. Please listen. You can self-inflict or have somebody else hurt you if it'll still leave a scar. Be very, very careful. A tree also branches out. Are you aware of that? Where are you branching out to? Ruth Cruz has lost his mind too, wherever he is. He, where is he? Going to Africa? Okay. And they're going to they're gonna help, help uh, uh, raise up a country for the cause of Christ. Wow. That's branching out. That's branching out. Uh, By the way, uh, you could run your car into your neighborhood and bring some kids to church, and that's branching out. Amen. Today, there was some visitors sitting right back here. You know why? Somebody missed church, went and got them. That's branching out. Be like a tree. By the way, a tree also produces seeds so it can produce more trees. Amen. Amen. Now here's where you're going to think I've lost my mind. If you obey God and be like a tree and you get planted and you, uh, uh, you grow, you, you produce, you, you, you branch out, you produce seeds, whatever else, let's be careful.ly you're still going to die. But even in death, a tree is still good and still used even when we're roasting hot dogs and marshmallows on it, it's still good. When it puts out warmth in a fireplace, it's still for good. Amen and amen. When it's uh, been cut into lumber to build a home for us to live in, it's still good. I'm telling you that even in death, a tree can still be used. You ever heard of anybody named Jack Howes or Lee Robertson? Are they are they they gone? But are they still being used? Amen. And I'll close with one more thought: A tree can be attacked. Get your heads up anytime to pray. A tree can be attacked. We have very few trees in New Mexico. But because of where I live, up on the Colorado borders, there's lots of trees. And they have what they call a pine beetle. And that pine beetle will get in and kill the tree. The pine beetle attacks. Uh, Fire, forest fires, will destroy the trees. Man will destroy the trees. There's every kind of thing that you can think about. All the attacks in the world, watch this carefully. A tree has no place to run under the attack except to the Almighty. Hello? A tree can't uproot. And run from its problems. You get mad at this church. You go across, uh, 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 go to across the, the, the town, city, whatever y'all call this. to another church. You still don't change the truth. Amen. A tree will be a, a tree will be attacked, and if you are like a tree, you're going to be attacked. I've had people tell me this, preacher. I've been attacked so much, I'm tired of the fight. I'm going to quit. A man who for years and years and years was a great man right here in this city. Did a tremendous work for God. And, and Dr. Neil, I think you might have been there when he made this statement. I'm just tired of the fight. Can I tell you folks something? I get tired of the fight. I do. And my sweet, wonderful Marine Corps temperament I want to kill people and tell God they died of the smallpox. <laughs> I really do. But a tree can be attacked. I've been attacked, you might say. I've gone through a horrible thing in my marriage, might even, maybe even divorce. I've gotten old and sort of quit. May I tell you something? If you take that verse to heart, no matter what you've been attacked about, no matter what your problems are, no matter how old you are, watch this carefully, the leaves will come out again. Be like a tree. Triology.